Welcome to AM Best Audio. The rising incidence of civil unrest and protest movements, such as anger over growing social inequality and the cost of living, and the rise of activism and environmental concerns, are impacting businesses today and likely for years to come. According to a report by Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty, strikes, riots, and civil commotion racked up $12 billion of losses for businesses and institutions from just six major incidents alone in recent years. I'm Laurie Shortis for AMS TV, and joining us now to talk about that and what businesses need to do to remain vigilant about the various threats these activities can pose is Surgeon Todorovic, Head of Political Violence and Hostile Environment Solutions at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty. Surgeon, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Laurie. Thank you very much for having me. Surgeon, what are you seeing today in terms of the rising risk of civil unrest and protests? And how is that threat or risk landscape changing? Well, over the last decade, really, the, the, what we've seen actually is an increased number and increased severity of, of strikes, riots and civil commotion across the world. And they have various motivations and causes, um, but we've seen them be very long term. So they keep coming back and reappearing and very short term flashpoints, which tend to go away after a, a certain period of time. So on the whole, um, they've become more common and they've become more severe uh, financially and uh, as a disruption in, in, in kind of in society. Just expanding on that, the report identifies five consistent factors expected to power ongoing incidents of strikes, riots and civil commotion around the world. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. So a lot of them are interlinked and, and they're linked, but um, I'll just give you the kind of the headlines of them. Yes. Yeah, so the cost of living and cost of living crisis and inflation, which has affected the whole globe, uh, is one of the key drivers for the last probably 12 months, but also for the next 12 to 18 months, which we see as, as a risk um, for, um, for strikes, rights, civil commotion. The other factor, I suppose number two on our list is distrust of government and government institutions. And this is probably a little bit of a hangover from COVID period where we've had lockdowns, but also there is genuine um, bad governance and bad p policy that we see. Um, and as a result, people obviously um, have issues with. Um, increased polarization, this is linked to politics and um, it, can, it can really vary in countries. Many of them haven't changed, but many also have. And what we mean by that is left and right of the political spectrum. We're also talking about economic divide um, as well as um, cultural. And these are the factors that, again, are flashpoints. We've seen it in the recent history, but we also see it as, as a driving factor of this peril going forward. Um, the other point is the rise in activism. And I think this goes back further than, than the last five or six years of, of severe events. But what, what I mean by this is that people are taking, not taking up arms, but willing to hit the streets. Um, and many of protests are peaceful and they pass out pass, pass through just just normally but there can be flashpoints and this is you know this is um, increased by the number of protests so the more you have that there's a greater risk that some will turn violent 
and um, e escalate into civil disturbance and civil commotion. And then finally, it's a big topic, it's a huge topic, again, globally, um, is, is climate change and environmental protest. And these, uh, this particular one is um, obviously on everybody's radar and uh, rightly so. And naturally, it's been going on for years through the likes of Greenpeace. But what we see is a new energy behind this, um, where it's smaller scale, but can be just as disruptive. Um, it tends to not be a violent protest. It tends to be more disruption and um, and kind of nuisance more than more than um, a physical damage style um, uh, event. What have you seen recently in terms of economic losses and insured losses from these various type of incidents? Well, just in five years, last five years, we've seen multi-billion dollar events uh, globally. Um, so we can go back to, I think, 2000 and 2018. Uh, we have yellow vests in France. Um, this was excess of um, one and a half billion, I believe, uh, of quantified losses. And what we've seen is that movement has carried on and turned into something else in the country. And it continues to disrupt um, roads, bridges, um, central business districts, etc. We also see Chile in 2019 and um, Black Lives Matter in uh, in the US in 2020. And these were both excess of two billion. Uh, now, this is obviously quantifiable losses. So there will be many millions or hundreds of millions of um, unquantified losses uh, which have impacted these countries. And more recently, in 2021, we see um, incidents in Colombia, as well as in South Africa, which have had, I think, again, multi-billion dollar impact on, on the local economy and, and, um, and business. And then in the last sort of six months, we've seen Peru escalate um, and issues around Peru, which are continuing, unfortunately, are uh, having a sev severe effect on, on their economy and um, not just tourism, but other um, uh, economic streams. Who are among some of the typical targets of strikes, riots and civil commotion? And looking at social media, is that in any way having an impact on these various risks? So the, the targets are varied. They really are. Um, and again, it depends on the geography where, where you're talking about. Um, sometimes it can be economic grievance and they're quite generic. Sometimes it can be political and they're focused on governmental institutions or um, uh, law and order, etc. So law enforcement particularly. So if we're talking about generically, um, I think you find that government institutions uh, are often the focus of, of, of protests and strikes. Um, law enforcement, as I mentioned, we see particular um, areas of cities that are maybe not necessarily um, targeted as a protest, but where people tend to congregate traditional protest sites, you could say. So around city squares, um, around parliaments, around uh, kind of town halls, etc. So these are the areas that, that, that have been impacted. In terms of other industries that we really see as having a much higher focus for these strikes is transportation hubs, so airport, so aviation industry, um, rail, as well as roads. Uh, again, this varies depending which country you're in, but these are the general um, focus areas for, for protests. Further, I think you can have um, oil and gas majors, which are tend to be uh, the focus of environmental protesters. 
Uh, obviously, if there, are, if there are ever any environmental issues surrounding particular sites, you would also get them focused on, on those types of industries. And then after that, you're talking um, retail, warehousing, especially retail and warehousing, high-end value. Um, or um, for, furthermore, you also get some, um, I suppose, banking sectors, which, which, which are targeted of so central business districts. So it really does vary. But we tend to we tend to see more activity around around these areas. So, what impact are these incidents having on businesses today? Well, they have some have a direct physical impact. So, if a tar if a business has been targeted directly or in next door to a business that has or government, um, so that's that's obviously a direct impact where they they have the inability to trade straight after. So the physical damage impacts, obviously, the business interruption of these um, these companies. Further, you can say that the impact might not be direct, so it's indirect. And actually, we, this, is, this is what we really see is that many businesses are not directly impacted, but they may be, um, they might have some contingent um, uh, concerns. So it could be due to um, denial of access or what we call ingress egress in a particular area. So this is, for example, if you have a town square that's traditionally known for protests, you may not have impact on your, let's say, um, restaurant, but you could be closed because the police cordon off a larger area. So the the impact is is multiple. Uh, it could be varied, um, and also ultimately, some businesses have been really good at moving their um their business online uh, so therefore the impact is really negated in terms of the the footfall that they the reduced footfall that they see from certain events so uh, yeah i mean that's really it in a summary um but ultimately the businesses also have supply chains some don't some do and therefore the supply chain impact of an incident abroad that may lead to your um reduced availability of nuts and bolts if you are in that kind of um, segment. Um, so you really have to um, kind of scour the, the landscape really because it's, it's a broad impact. Do you have any examples that you can share of maybe some of the recent incidents that generated significant business losses over the last several years? Well, I mentioned the, the numbers of, of those, the large events, but you know, if you're talking about Peru at the moment, um, the tourist industry, and I can't quantify it because it's constantly moving, but the tourist industry in Peru, for example, has been hugely affected. What we see also, I live in, I live in London, and we, we see the impacts of strikes, not necessarily violent strikes, but um, you know, legal strikes um, impacting the, the footfall that people, um, the, the, the city experiences. So therefore the businesses in the city are closing down. There's a lot of open retail, uh, sorry, closed retail space, but available retail space, which was um, was open before and now it isn't. And I know that has uh, that has been impacted due to COVID, but ultimately these things also impact it. And um, you know, my favorite sandwich shop has closed because there is just not enough footfall um, where we where we go that for it to be justified to be open. So what do businesses need to do to minimize disruption and remain vigilant about the different types of threats that strikes, riots and civil commotion pose to their activities? I think business need to do a, a number of things. So depending if if they buy or don't buy insurance, um, that's obviously down to them. But 
um, I think you need to understand where you are on the spectrum of, of risk. And it could be because of the, the type of work that you do, the occupancy. So you could be more exposed to strikes um, and protests, or it could be due to your geography. So if you are more, let's say you are in the fossil fuel industry or um, in finance, you may be more exposed because of the um, a lot of publicity surrounding these these um, uh, industries. So naturally, you have to you have to react to this. Understanding your footprint, your geography is also important. Now, you may have 10 sites which are very benign, but you may have one which is exposed to that central business district area, which is known for protests and riots and strikes. So therefore, you have to work out what's best for, for that particular area. And then going beyond your own property and your own control, you may also need to start assessing, well, you should have started assessing your um, supply chain and how robust it is to certain uh, events. So again, that's understanding where your products come from, um, how much redundancy there is in production in, in your suppliers, etc. So these are these are I, hopefully many businesses are doing this anyway. And once you understand this, you can come up with a business continuity plan, crisis management plan, um, increase or decrease security, uh, physical security at premises. So these are the, the little things I suppose you can do. Uh, depending on the size of your company, they may they may involve multi a million pound budgets but some some are uh, you know much much smaller but that's it really is to understand that and brokers underwriters and clients do need to speak together about these things and understand together kind of where the exposures are because ultimately that is that drives the premium and that drives the losses and that drives a lot of um kind of mitigating measures that people can put in place and i would say one final thing that that we can do from this is the benefit from this is that you can get more accurate uh, insurance purchasing because once you know that risk spectrum you can focus really on the exposure that you have as a as an insured and therefore you may cut back on unnecessary insurance purchasing um, that you may see from from these studies so it's a probably win-win win -win for everybody are you seeing rising interest today in specialist cover for political violence, and especially as some traditional PNC insurers have stepped back from the exposures associated with strikes, riots, and civil commotion insurance? I think that the peril um, has been increasing in demand for the last 10, 15 years, really, and particularly talking about strikes, riots, civil commotion. And that's sometimes driven by the reduction in capacity in the all risks market, so through property and um, placements. Um, covers like that uh, so it's moved into into the standalone market which is the uh, pvt market as we call it so yes there is been an interest but actually what's happening on the ground is also driving this and one of the things that you know the last few years have shown us or particularly in the last year is that people all of a sudden want war coverage they're concerned about war because um i would say that it was very hard to believe maybe 13 months ago that something like this could happen in Europe and ultimately people are now questioning a lot of things, a lot of situations. Um, therefore, yes, there has been an increase in demand. Um, and if you talk about spe specific covers, you know, active assailant, active shooter, deadly weapon attack style covers, they have also been on the increase in, in our market because of the numbers of events, the frequency of them that we've seen in particular countries. So yeah, the, the industry is also trying to keep up with this demand. Uh, but at the moment, it's it's proving difficult because there is so much. 
So looking ahead at the, the next several years, perhaps the next one to two years, Surgeon, can we expect to see a continued or a growing rise in civil unrest and political violence, especially in the current economic environment? I think it's it it's it will be uh, very very bad of us to say no because I, I do uh, I do truly believe unfortunately that it will get worse before it gets better. Um, the economic crisis is is pretty deep. Um, in some countries, it's deeper than others. They are more affected by the by the the cost of living crisis. So maybe the countries that do not have um, the governments that do not have deeper pockets that do not have sound economic policy will suffer more. And actually, the 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 risk will be longer. It will last longer for these countries. It will take longer for them to get out of this cycle. So, unfortunately, yes, I, I do see this escalating in the next twelve to eighteen months. Beyond that, I think I, I I'm reticent to say and predict these things because had you asked me fourteen months ago, would we be here with regards to um, the war in Ukraine? I would have probably said no, or very unlikely. But here we are. So, it's it's hard to predict this peril because it. Things can turn on a on a on a very small uh, flashpoint, and therefore, um, yeah, we have to be careful. But I don't see it getting better, unfortunately. Surgeon, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you very much, Laurie. That was Surgeon Todorovich, head of political violence and hostile environment solutions at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty for AMBAS TV. I'm Laurie Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.